Hi, my name is Steve Warren, and I want to welcome you to this podcast. I'm believing today you'll be filled with faith, you'll be energized by hope, and you'll feel loved as this message seeks to transform and empower your life. God bless you as you listen to this. Switch something on in our hearts. We would leave this place lighter, full of your peace, free from the burden of life, ready to serve you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Give us all a high five. Grab a seat. Amazing. Good to be here in the English service. We are one church in two locations, possibly soon to be more, uh, in three services right now. And um, we've just come through just an incredible weekend. <clears throat> Thanks, guys. Hey, give these guys a hand. Andy, you're handling that beast amazingly. That Nord has a mind of its own. It just, uh, you got to really control that thing, rein it in. Uh, we've just had an amazing, beautiful Minds Conference uh, gathering, and uh, it's just a great honor to have Pastor Bree Elliott still with us, hanging over the weekend, staying with Lisbon and I for a couple of days. Um, she preached just a, a, a mind-blowing message yesterday on how you can change the narrative, the story of your life. Uh, by choosing old or new. And uh, so if you weren't here, girls, then I, I don't think it's podcasted, is it? It'll, it is. Oh, good. So for what, 100 euros or so, they can buy it. 500. You can get the podcast. Uh, I won't make any promises. I'm not quite sure what. The, anyway, she preached an amazing message. <laughs> it's great to have you with us. Uh, we've, we've known Darren and Bree for uh, about 20 years, uh, 19 or 20 years. Uh, it's just so good to journey through life. She originally was coming to the gathering just because she wanted to hang here, uh, but we got her to speak instead. Uh, we had Kelly Taylor, uh, who, is, who assists Pastor Simon and Valerie McIntyre in London as one of the leadership teams. She's been preaching in our mirror this morning. Uh, incredible. And we had uh, Alice... A Chan with us too from Uganda. She was here in our Dutch service. She had to leave. Her brother works for the ICC, the International Criminal Courts, and so they're getting together right now. They are big influences, those two. Uh, she has met with the UN. She's met with the British government. And um, uh, yesterday that was translated as the House of God, but the House of Lords isn't the House of God. The House of Lords is uh, Parliament. It's the government. Just get it right. Um, the British aren't that holy. Uh, an incredibly influential woman who has grown up in the midst of the civil war in northern Uganda that's ripped that nation apart. And you will have heard the news stories over the last 15 years of children having been abducted uh, and uh, used as uh, trafficked, really. Uh, but as the war has been coming to an end, they've been returning to those that have survived, been returning to their hometowns. And Alice miraculously survived all of that. She managed to avoid getting abducted. But as she saw these women returning, um, she, deci she decided she needed to do something for them and look after them and, and minister to them. And so she started a school, uh, medical center. So we're going to show you a video right now that shows you what she's doing. The reason I'm doing this, even though she's not here right now, is because we're going to join forces with her as part of our vision builders and, and our FEDER, as our mission support. 
And so this is, in a sense, also an encouragement for you to keep on giving into Vision Builders and, and keep believing that what you give, uh, it doesn't just build buildings, it is changing lives in, in churches and missions we're supporting elsewhere. It really is transforming lives. And we raised over 5,000 euros yesterday in an offering for her. You women are generous giving away the household uh, money like that. We bless you, honor you for it. It's beautiful. I'm going to be fasting for the rest of the summer, um, but they are doing really well. <laughs> so watch this video. It's going to move your heart. The war in northern Uganda between the LRA and the Ugandan government hadn't even finished the first time that Pastor Chris went north to Padilla. Uh, when she arrived, she met with Alice Achan, and Alice had been working there since 2002. Boys and girls had been abducted by the LRA were returning in large numbers to Padia District. Christian Counseling Fellowship, CCF, started with Alice just collecting girls under a tree. They would sit there and she would just help them deal with their trauma. She had social work training and she was able to just walk with them from day to day and help them to deal with what they had seen and experienced when they were abducted. She was establishing a school where the babies could live with their mothers, which was unheard of, but she was also thinking about livelihood and how she could provide avenues for these girls. She had plans for a guest house, and it wasn't just a guest house so people could stay, it was a guest house where the girls could learn about hospitality so that they would have a path out of the village or even within the village. And that's where C3 came on board and we became the partner in that guest house. The CCF guest house was opened in 2012. Alice is an extraordinary visionary. So you ask Alice what she needs, she will always know what comes next. My dream is after completing the guest house, which is soon going to be finished, uh, my next target for fundraising will be to set up this maternity home. C3 has provided some really important scholarships for girls to go into nursing, midwifery and teaching. And when the Maternal and Child Health Centre opened in the heart of Padir in 2017, uh, some of those girls were among the midwives who opened the clinic. The issues around maternal health in northern Uganda are huge. Each woman has to provide her own birthing kit and often they can't afford those or they can't access them. C3 has supported well over a thousand birthing kits that have gone to women in, in communities in northern Uganda. C3's connection and relationship with Alice goes back to the really early days of the organisation and really it's been a catalyst for many other people to come on board. By standing with them as we are, we are partners in the transformation of the people of Northern Uganda. Fantastic. Let's give Alice a hand, shall we? Out in the foyer, we're selling some cards. Please go and buy a pack. It will help raise money further for that. Hey, I'm so pumped about today. Anybody ready for this message? Yes. We are in the concluding message of our series called Emoticon. And uh, we've been looking at the power of the tongue, been looking at uh, looking after our emotional world and our, our mental health, been looking at overcoming disappointment, anger, and today we're looking at uh, anxiety. Uh, anybody ever worried about anything? Ever get anxious about anything? Anybody? All right, so uh, I've called this message Still the Storm. Um, a few years ago, I was in Perth, Australia, and... Um, 
we were taken down the coastline to Margaret River, which is where all the great white sharks swim about. It's um, quite dangerous territory. Uh, you may remember we had some good friends of ours with us a couple of weeks ago, Darren Elliott, um, oh, sorry, Dar Darren Holcren, Darren Elliott's your husband. Darren was here, and uh, he, it was in the service, I think he took up the offering, and, um, and so he was standing here next to me, he's this tall. Uh, and uh, so we went down holidaying for a couple of days on the coast. And when we were there, it was sort of shark season. Now, you know it's shark season because they put out flags on all the beaches that you should not swim because the great white shark, and the great whites are the most dangerous of all, they would, well, they would have been spotted. They send helicopters um, down the coast, up and down, just to sweep the, the oceans, just to check for the fins and if they see any then they let the Coast Guards know, and they put up the flags. And so when we arrived, the flags were up, um, but they weren't the following morning. So Darren said, hey, we should go for a swim. Now, <clears throat> coming from Europe, uh, I'm like, this is not a good idea, Darren. I didn't say any of this. This is what I'm thinking, because, you know, men don't say that sort of stuff. Uh, uh, what I actually said was, that'd be cool. Inside, I'm going... You're stupid. <laughs> what do you want about? There were sharks swimming here yesterday. The helicopters, we could still see them flying overhead. And, uh, and, and I'm trying to figure out what, what he's on. But given he's a local, I figured he must know what he's talking about and that we would be safe. So we went out early in the morning. You can see uh, some pictures here of the very beach. It, it, it was beautiful, honestly beautiful. But I didn't see any of the beauty. I, I didn't notice really the sunrise. I didn't, know the didn't notice the beautiful waves. All I'm seeing... On the horizon are shark fins. All I'm hearing in my ears is not the rolling waves, but the Jaws music from the movie. This is all that's going on in my head. Uh, all I'm seeing Darren as is not Darren the friend, but Darren the shark food. You see, I'd figured a plan, and that is Darren is a lot bigger than me. And as for as long as I could have Darren... Uh, as long as I could be between the shore and Darren, I'm going to be safe. Because if Mr. Shark comes along, if Jaws comes along, surely Darren is going to be the better option on the menu. Right? And so this was my plan. He was shark meat, and I was... Uh, so I, I, every time I'd go out, I'd scan the horizon. Are there any shark fins? No? Okay. Slowly walk out, watching the horizon, making sure he's out there catch a wave, turn around quick, catch a wave, back to the shore with a sigh of relief. And I kept this up for as long as he wanted to do it. Uh, I can't tell you the relief when he said, should we go and get coffee for the girls? And I went, uh, yeah, yeah, good idea, mate. That was an awesome morning. Thanks for taking me out. Let's never do this again. <clears throat> uh, a, a good morning ruined through deciding to look at the fins rather than the surf. How often are we looking at the thing that might not even happen rather than the facts before us? Or even if the facts before us, the circumstances before us, are genuinely enough to excuse anxiety, how do we manage our way through that? How do we get through that? In Proverbs it says that an anxious heart leads to depression. So here's the deal. We have a rising level of depression in our society right now and here right in scripture it's telling us exactly how you get delivered from depression that is deal with your anxiety 
So when I come to the close of this message, what I want to do is pray for you. Because it may be that today you've come and you're feeling particularly anxious or fixated on something that is worrying you right now. Maybe it's even formed dark clouds in your mind. And I want to see God lift that from your life and set you free in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn with me to Philippians. And we're going to read uh, what Paul says about it. Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7. It says this, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God. Right there is the antidote to anxiety. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding. How many of you are pleased today that peace comes before understanding? That you don't have to get it. You don't have to understand it. You don't have to think, well, I should be worried, therefore I ought to. If I'm filled with peace right now, surely that's not real. That's, not, that's denying reality. No, no, peace is meant to be something that betrays our understanding. That is that people will come to you and go, how come you're so calm through this? You should be freaking out right now. This is not usual. Why are you smiling? Wipe that smile off your face. And you go, oh yeah, yeah. Why am I smiling? I should be worried. But it's escaped your understanding. You're going, I don't know. It's peace beyond understanding. And it will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Now, if we're going to let the reality of this really hit us, we need to understand that it's the truth that sets us free, right? We understand that it's the truth that sets us free, not what we think the Bible says, but what the Bible actually says. And I find that too many people think what happens when you come to Christ is your life is delivered of problems. <laughs> All my troubles are gone. <laughs> they, they are yesterday's things. But the Bible doesn't say that you're going to be free from trouble or free from anxiety of troubles. It just says that there will be peace in your troubles. Some people think that the Bible says that uh, God will not give you more than you can bear. It doesn't say that. God will for sure give you more than you can bear because he doesn't want you to live a life that makes him unnecessary. What the Bible says is you will not be tempted beyond what you can bear. And yet we, we make up these little, little lies in our mind of what the Bible says that it doesn't actually say and therefore we're not set free. In fact, rather we have our expectations so much higher. Yeah, I should have a trouble-free life. I don't have a trouble-free life. Therefore, what is wrong with me? Now your anxiety levels rise even further. I want to bring you truth today that will set you free. And the first truth is this. John 16, 33, I have told you these things. In this world, you will have trouble. You will have trouble. Everyone say, you're in trouble. Thank you. However, it also says this, so that in me, you may have peace. Turn to someone and say, you're going to have peace. <laughs> so we need to know what the truth is. The truth is this, you're going to face trouble. <laughs> but there is peace. Learn it wrong, you'll live it wrong. How many of you have ever been in the car and your favorite song has come on the radio? Someone in the car with you and you try singing along. And you get to a point you realize, I actually don't know all the lyrics. And now you begin to make it up. Or maybe, uh, maybe you don't make it up. Maybe you're singing the lyrics that you think it says. And it's not actually that. Your friend turns to you and goes, what are you singing? It doesn't say that. And then you have an argument about what it really is saying. 
And, uh, you know, you Google it and you can find the top 40 most commonly mistaken song lyrics. In the 1980s, the Eurythmics sang a song, um, Sweet dreams are made of cheese. Who am I to disagree? Cheese! Sweet dreams are made of cheese. It makes sense. Particularly in the Dutch psyche, doesn't it? We're told that cheese gives you dreams. Don't eat too much pizza or you're going to dream. It makes sense. Sweet dreams are made of cheese. But it doesn't say cheese. It says these. Sweet dreams are made of these. But we don't know what these are. So we say cheese instead because it makes a whole lot more sense. Sometimes the lie can sound so real. In fact, it may even sound better than the truth. Wouldn't it be awesome if the lie that you would have no trouble was real because it sounds so much better than the real? Who wants to hear that there will be troubles in life? But learn it wrong, you'll sing it wrong, you'll live it wrong. Learn the Bible wrong and you'll live it wrong. And your anxiety levels go up. I'm here to tell you, there will be troubles, there will be storms, but God says there will be peace. There, turn to someone and say there is peace. You're going to minister to each other today. Come on. There is peace. Peace is not the absence of a fight. It's not the absence of war. Peace is the presence of a stillness from God. It's just like faith is not the absence of doubt. Faith is a seed of certainty in the middle of your uncertainty. He didn't say he'll deliver you from trouble. He says he'll deliver you, help you get delivered from anxiety about your trouble. So today what I want to help you do is get, uh, travel through your storms with a stillness on the inside, with a calm on the inside. This is what Paul says to Timothy in 2 Timothy 1.7. He says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love, and of a sound mind. You don't have fear. He's not, sorry, you, you may have fear. You've not been given fear by God. Here we go, I nearly learned the lyrics wrong. You, God has not given you fear. So what is the one absolute we know? Our anxiety is not from God. Our fear is not from God. Our worries are not from God. Okay, so therefore we just have to worry, we, we just have to work out what we do with those things. Because it is real. Those fears are real. Listen to this. Uh, these are um, some statistics from the UK. It says uh, one in three in Britain right now are losing sleep from anxiety. That's real. One in seven adults have sought medica- medical treatment for stress. Depression and anxiety are overtaking physical ailments for long-term sicknesses. Up to 60% of absences from work are due to stress. It is real. Let me just share with you some of the top 100 registered phobias. These are real. In 25th position is gamophobia, which is the fear of commitment. If you have that, then don't worry about it. You will not stick with it for very long. Uh, in 50th position, kumpunophobia, which is the fear of buttons. and That one will get you undone. Um, the... In 63rd position is banana phobia. I think they ran out of creativity when they named that one. Banana phobia, no, uh, no prizes for guessing what that is about. In the 70th position is catotrophobia, which is the fear of mirrors. Anyone see themselves getting that one? 
All right, all right, all right. Dad jokes, dad jokes. Just a few more. 77th position is bathophobia. What do you think bathophobia is? Uh, no, the fear of depths. Hey, I've never seen a... Anyway. Uh, uh, in the 89th position, allodoxophobia, the fear of opinions. And uh, he, he, here's, here's the best one in, in 26th position. I, I'll put it on the screen because it's so flipping long. Hippopotomonstrosequipedaliophobia, uh, which is the fear of long words. Somebody was messing with us when they named that one. <laughs> Someone was determined to mess with someone's mind. <laughs> now, you may not suffer from any of those, but what about the fear of failure? For instance, what about maybe the fear of rejection? Maybe that's been a thing that you've experienced from someone significant in your world and it's lodged a seed in you. And we may pass these things off, well, that's just me, I'll deal with it, I'll manage it, or not realizing actually it's creating damage in our relationships, it's creating damage in our soul. You may be married and suffering from the fear of rejection, and to prevent yourself from being rejected, you're putting up walls in the relationship, and now you're not getting close, you're not allowing your spouse to get close, and over time you drift apart and the marriage breaks up. These things that can seem like, well, it's just part of who I am, can end up being a devastation in our world. And so it's, it's important that we nail our anxieties, we, we nail our fears, we learn how to travel through them, that we don't deny the fact they're happening in our world, but we find a way to get through it. So I'm going to give you three things that you can do to manage your anxiety levels. And the first is this, pray. He says here, Philippians 4, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. We pray, not just any old prayer, we pray until we find the peace. Right now you may be in a place of worry and anxiety, but where you want to be is in a place where there's peace. Right now you may be in a place where you're feeling afraid, but over here is a place that's filled with faith. And there's got to be something in between that you can do. And that you can do, that thing you can do is prayer. Pray until you find yourself in that place. There are many times where I've gone to pray for, I'm thinking if I just press in for 10 minutes, I'll, I'll just get past this moment of anxiety or this feeling of pressure, uh, and it's taken me an hour. There have been times where I've gone out to pray for an hour, and I've not come back for two hours. Uh, but I will pray until. I'll pray until the anxiety is gone, until I've broken through that place of fear, and I've got myself to a place of peace. Got myself to a place of faith where I'm going, God, I thank you for who you are. It says there, offer prayer and petition with thanksgiving. You see, when you give thanks, what you do is you are opening the heavens over your life for a download of peace into your soul. And when you begin to pray and praise and thanks and open yourself up to what God has to deposit in your spirit, I guarantee you there is a place you can get to which is of peace. But we've got to hang long enough for it to affect us. Some of us are sort of lingering in His presence for five minutes. Nothing's happening. You go, God, where are you? He's going, hold on. Wait a minute. 
Let's just settle your, settle your soul for a minute. Let's just still the storm on the inside for a minute. Calm down just for a minute until you can actually hear the words of him saying to you, be anxious for nothing. Fear not, says the Lord, for I am with you. Do not worry. And when you begin to hear his voice, something settles on the inside and you find a place of peace. And you go, well, how can I find two hours to pray? I can guarantee you that for as long as you're in that place of anxiety, you lose days of your time. You're half as productive at work. You're half as effective at home. And for as long as that goes on, you're losing not just hours, you're losing days of your life. That's what the devil wants, to eat away into your soul and your mind and your thinking until you're fixated on something that may not even happen. Or if it is happening, fixated on an outcome that may never happen. And all the time we could be in a place of prayer and pushing through. Get ourselves to a place where peace settles on the heart. Let's not underestimate the power of prayer. Peter and John, disciples of Jesus one day, they're out telling people about him. And the authorities don't like it. They're again, you're, you're causing upset amongst the Jews. They don't, they don't like this. So they got arrested. They're put in front of the courts and the courts are going, we don't quite know what to do with you. We got no thing we can pin on you to lock your way yet. But what we're saying to you is, don't you dare go talking about Jesus again or else it's, we're going to escalate this problem and, and we're going to be trouble for you. Stop it. And they got released and we're told that they immediately go back to their friends and they begin to pray. That was their first instinct. We're going to pray. We want to share Jesus, but we're feeling a little concerned right now that this, this could end us up for the rest of our days in prison uh, or even our lives. You've got to understand we're in Roman occupation times where crucifixion was just the norm all the time. Uh, they had reason to panic. They go to prayer. They go into the prayer room and we're told that in that moment where they pressed into God, they got filled with boldness. What an incredible thing. And then we're next told, what do they do? They go back out, <laughs> begin to preach Jesus. That's the power of peace that transcends understanding. When we push into prayer, your anxiety can lift and God can replace it with peace. The second thing you can do is you can get a beautiful mind. Woo! Scoring brownie points. You can, get a, you can get a beautiful mind. And listen to this. The, that passage in Philippians goes on to say this in verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, whatever is praiseworthy, whatever is excellent, think about such things. Think about it. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. Here it is again. And the God of peace will be with you. What are we thinking about? Am I thinking about sharks? Or am I thinking about the waves? Am I thinking about the storm? Or am I thinking about the stillness of his presence? Am I thinking about what could happen? Or am I thinking about what is happening? Or if what is happening is not good, am I thinking about what is happening? Or am I thinking about what could happen? That all things work together, together for the good of those who love him. What are your outcomes? Good outcomes. What has God got in store for you? Good things in store. Could it be a troubled journey? Yes. But what is the outcome? Good. Always good. All the time. Always good. We have to program our thinking 
to think on good thoughts. How do you program your thinking? You use your tongue. Your tongue is the keyboard to the computer of your brain. What you say will be what you think. What you think is how you will live. Your mind is like a, a, a guided missile of your life. Your life is guided by the computer chip in your brain. You will end up going in the direction of your predominant thoughts. Therefore, the importance of controlling our mind is huge. If we, if we uh, allow anxieties to fester, we'll end up walking in that direction. We have to reprogram our thinking by the way we speak. So I have all these confessions I make every day to reprogram myself right at the start of the day. I tell myself, I love people. I think the best about others. I'll tell myself, this is going to be an awesome day. The Spirit of the Lord has anointed me. Do not be anxious. Do not wor worry. Fear not, says the Lord. Do you know that concept of that thought of fear not is mentioned more than 365 times in the Bible? That means you've got one confession for every day of the year. Fear not, says the Lord. Fear not, says the Lord. Fear not. Steve, fear not. Worry not. You're more than a conqueror. You're more than able. Because the Holy Spirit lives in you. You're a creative genius. I wake up every morning and go, I'm full of purpose. Today, I'll make a difference because Jesus is in my life. This world will be better off because I've served Jesus today. These are the sort of confessions I'll make every single day. Why? Because it matters how I think if I'm going to live out how God wants me to live out. I want to sing the right lyrics. Learn it right. And you'll live it right. Let's renew the way we think, transfer anxiety for peace. And finally, trust. And this is the biggie. I'll tell you, this, this, is, this is the one that sums it all up. Because you can pray. You can reprogram your mind. But if you're not finding a breakthrough in either of those, I would like to suggest it's because we haven't yet got to that place where we've been able to trust. That moment where you trust him is that moment your soul it's filled with calm. There was a moment where Jesus and his disciples were out on the Lake Galilee and the, they were in a boat and, and a storm begins to brew. The waves begin to build and, and it's known that on that lake, those waves can get to like three meters high. This is not just a, uh, a, a lake for a rowing club, cute little kids boat. So this is like a big lake, big storms, people lost their lives out on that lake, the disciples begin to panic. They're already confessing that they're going to drown. Now, that's the nature of anxiety, right? You're like, this is the facts, but what I'm, what I'm believing is going to happen is out here. You get deluded. You, you sort of stretch the reality a little bit. So they're going, my gosh, we're going to drown. Jesus, help us. What are you doing sleeping? He's fast asleep in the back of the boat. They wake him up. Jesus, do something. And he goes, well, you could have done something already. How little is your faith? I'm like, what did you just say? Call my faith little? Yeah. All you had to do was speak to the storm and you'd find stillness. For some of us today, all we need to do is confront our storm and you'll find a calm coming into your soul. So he spoke to the storm. He said, be still. Be calm as they threw themselves into his hands, as they threw themselves into his mercy. It's an incredible thing when you go, all right, I surrender. 
God, this is doing my head and I, I trust you. That moment you go, I trust you. It's like everything settles down. There's someone here today and you've not been able to get to that point where you've gone, Lord, I trust you. You've not been able to hand it over. What I'm saying right now is going to help you get set free. I want us to stand to our feet right now. Every one of us, I want to pray for you because right now, some of you are going to find that you're going to be delivered from dark thoughts as you find your heart is able to lean into Him and as you let go of anxiety or worries fixations of some sort and you trust Him you might have tried everything you might have done what I've said you've gone out and prayed and you've confessed it's still not working I'll tell you what will work Trusting Him will work. But it requires you to let go and believe. Let go and believe. It requires you to just stop the storm for a minute on the inside. Give it over. And let stillness fill your heart. Just all close our eyes. The presence of peace is going to set you free right now. Jesus, we thank you. You're in this place. Fear not, says the Lord, for I am here with you. I thank you, Lord. You promise us peace. Transcends all understanding. So right now, we make a decision. We will not fear. We will not be anxious. We will not worry. We hand it over to you. trust you you are greater than anything going on in our world right now there's no storm that you can't carry us through this may sound a bit weird but I just want a smile to break out in your face right now just begin to smile at your problem begin to smile at your circumstance for if God is for you what can trouble you if God is on your side you don't have to sink his peace is greater than anything yes I know it escapes our ability to understand I know a smile doesn't seem right in this situation smile anyway may not be able to control the storm but you can determine whether the storm is going to control you be still and know that he is God so Jesus I break every dark thought in people's minds right now any depressive thoughts we break your power because we've trusted Jesus be gone in Jesus name Pray you fill every one of us now with your peace, with, with your sense of future as we laugh at the days ahead. 
we thank you that you're in control in Jesus name Amen how good does that feel Well, everyone's looking, I, I want to ask you this question. It may be that you're here today and you've never put your trust in Jesus. It may be that you've grown up as a Christian in a Christian household. Maybe you've grown up coming to church, but you've never let go of something on the inside. It may be that you've feel, felt more comfortable being in control of your world than letting go of control to Him. But deep down, you know that isn't the answer. You know that's not solving the situation in your world, but I'm telling you today, by letting go to Him, it will solve a number of things. When you let go, salvation, power, and peace come straight into your world. That's what the power of trust can do when you trust in Him. So in a minute, I'm going I'm to say a prayer for anyone who knows they need to put their trust in Jesus either because you've never done it before or because you've moved away from Him and you need to come back to Him or you just are not sure you're going to heaven. So could we have our eyes closed just one more time as we draw this to a close? If you're here today and you've never asked Jesus into your life, you're coming back to Him today, if I'm talking to anyone here right now, in just a minute I'm going to ask you to raise your hand and then I'm going to lead us all in a prayer. So if that's you, you need to trust Him again or you need to trust Him for the first time, please raise your hand just where you are and put it back down and I know who I'm praying for. Thank you. Wonderful. Who else is there today? You know, you need to make this choice. It is your choice. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you, Jesus. So maybe one more person here. Before we pray, please, if that's you, just raise your hand. If you need to let go and trust. Don't hold out on yourself. If this is you, take the moment now. Take the moment now. I'm going to lead us in a prayer. I want everyone to say this prayer with me, line by line. And even if you didn't raise your hand, but you know this is for you, please say this prayer right now. And allow yourself the opportunity to trust Jesus with your future. Come on, let's say this. Dear God, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that he died for me. I ask that you would forgive me. I turn away from my past. And I give you my life. Live in me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your peace. Today, I follow you in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's give a hand to him right now for every decision made in this place. Beautiful. God is good. Fantastic. You may grab a seat. In just a moment, we're going to go back into uh, worship. And uh, I'll tell you what, it may be only a minute or so of worship, but let's make Take seize a hold of this moment. Let God really move in you. Let's leave this place empowered by the Holy Spirit to go and change the world. I want you to go out of this place smiling at every problem that comes your way so people want to know what's going on in your life. So if you said that prayer, I want to give you uh, a copy of this book. So, um, hey, in your chair, you'll find one of these cards. Feels like home. Grab the card. Write your name on it. 
just uh, let us know your contact details, an email address or uh, a phone number or maybe your next step is something else. One of the things that's helped me uh, overcome fear is to keep facing my fears by keeping on moving, keeping on enlarging my world by taking a, a next step, a, a bigger step. And it, it trains you to, to begin to look behind you and laugh at the things you used to get concerned about because now you're facing bigger giants. Uh, I sleep through massive concerns now compared to what used to keep me awake. I've got bigger worries to worry about now. And that's awesome. I, I love big worries because it tells me uh, the devil can't be bothered with the small ones anymore because I've dealt with those. Keep on moving. Maybe your next step. Well, thank you for listening today. I want to take a few more moments of your time because it may be today you realize that you need to get your relationship right with Jesus Christ. Maybe you've never asked Him into your life before. Or maybe for some reason you've been, you've been moving away from Him. And today, I want to invite you to come back to Him. Or it may be that you're just not sure you're going to heaven. And so I want to lead you in a prayer right now. And I would really love for you to say this prayer with me. And then straight after this prayer, I would love you to do something for me. But hey, let's pray right now. Dear God, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that he died for me. I ask that you would forgive me. I turn away from my past and I give you my life. Come and live in me. I thank you that today I am saved. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you prayed that prayer today, the Holy Spirit has done something in your life. And so I want you to tell us about it. I want you to email info at c3amsterdam.nl and let us know you've made this decision and let us have your address because I'd love to send you a book that will help you make this decision really strong and become a follower of Jesus. And we'll also be able to help you get planted in a church near you. God bless you.